Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Intercepted. I'm Ali Gharib, a senior editor with The Intercept. Up until recently... Prospects for reviving the 2015 Iran nuclear deal seem dead in the water. But now there's talk the negotiators might be close to striking a new accord to curb Iran's nuclear program. This week, though, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki suggested that there might yet be obstacles to an agreement. The president will re-enter the deal if it's in our national security interests, and both ourselves and our allies are prepared to conclude a strong agreement if Iran is prepared to do the same. What we've seen, however, is that Iran has raised a number of issues that has nothing to do uh, with the mutual compliance under the nuclear deal, and uh, that is where our focus and our objective is. So we would encourage Iran to focus on the deal negotiated in Vienna rather than seeking to open issues outside the Vienna context or casting blame, of course, on others for a pause in the talk. She was making an apparent reference to what has become one of the major sticking points in the talks, the U.S.'s designation of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or IRGC, as a terrorist organization. After withdrawing from the Obama-era nuke deal, the Trump administration kept ramping up its attacks on Iran. One of Trump's later moves was the terror designation for the IRGC, which is known inside Iran as the Sepah. The IRGC is an elite branch of Iran's military and it's highly unusual for the U.S. to officially label a foreign government's military forces as terrorists. It paints with a broad brush, like if Iran were to label the entire U.S. army as a terror group. The Iranian government initially said there would be no new nuclear deal unless the IRGC designation was removed, but the U.S., so far, has refused. Last month, an Iranian government official floated the idea that Iran could live with the terror listing, before another official made clear that accepting the label was a non-starter. Designation, though, isn't all about high-level nuclear diplomacy. Real people are affected. All men in Iran are required to do a few years of military service, something many countries do, including Israel and Denmark. Since, in Iran, some of these men are drafted into the IRGC, the terrorist designation has upended the lives of former conscripts living in the West. Intercept reporter Mortaza Hossein has been looking into how the U.S. government's designation of the IRGC as a terror group has affected the lives of these Iranian dual nationals. He spoke with more than two dozen people affected by the policy. One man he spoke with was Mo Tohrai, a short, soft-spoken 53-year-old Canadian who worked in the U.S. on waste and water management issues. 
Mo took Rai expected it to be a routine trip. He filed into the Calgary International Airport on his way back to Wisconsin for work. Last October, he had returned to Canada for a few weeks to visit his wife and children. I went to the airport. Uh, I didn't think about anything except my work. I said, okay, when I get there to Madison, I have to this or that. I have to co- contact my boss that I'm here again. So let's start working. I was thinking about these things. Travelers to the U.S. from the Calgary airport typically go through a U.S. Customs and Border Protection screening before boarding. Tograi had gone through this process many times before without incident. But guards took him to a secondary screening room. He didn't think anything of it. Agents called Tograi over, asked him a few basic questions. Then the agent got to the point. They said, come here and explain where did you go for military service. Tograi's chest immediately tightened. He felt that something was seriously wrong. And they started to say, give us your laptop. And I said, okay, here you are, my laptop. Give us your uh, phone, uh, cell phone. They felt that they, they arrested, I don't know, Osama bin Laden. And they were thinking, okay, what is that? What is that? And I said, everything is open. Go see. I don't have anything to hide. In Iran, where Tograi is originally from, young men are required to do two years of military service. Tograi was no exception. In his early 20s, he was conscripted to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or the IRGC. Over 20 years ago, Tograi worked a desk job for the IRGC, translating documents related to water and waste management. Now he was being interrogated by the U.S. government about this decades-ago assignment. So I was uh, translating these things uh, for them, for military camps. So it was 30 years ago, I was 20 two years old, and I was uh, translating these things to them. In 2019, the Trump administration designated the IRGC as a terrorist organization. It's rare for the U.S. to apply this designation to an entire branch of a foreign military. That designation was why Tograi found himself being interrogated. A rotating group of customs agents pressed for more details about his IRGC service, what type of uniform he wore, who he worked with, and what type of training he received. Tograi said he answered these questions honestly. He translated documents and didn't wear a uniform. And now I remember one of the officers said, did you go to uh, training for using a weapon? And I said, yes, two weeks. uh, And definitely my knowledge about weapon is about uh, high school students in, in, in U.S. Possibly they know better than me. He'd only done basic rifle training in the first few days of his service. The agents became frustrated with his answers. After a while, Tograi said their demeanor turned hostile. They said, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to go home. And at that time, I started to say, I'm not going to answer this. I'm not going to answer this. They were angry. They were watching me angrily. And I said, I don't want to answer. He missed his flight. Eventually, an agent gave Tograi a short message. He was inadmissible to the U.S. His temporary work visa was also canceled. Tograi's short trip to Canada to see family led to him being banned from the U.S. He did not know how to explain to his boss in Wisconsin why he could not return to work. He didn't know what he would do about his apartment, his car, or his belongings. Tograi had never had legal troubles in his life, but now, in his 50s, he was being told that he was too dangerous to enter the U.S., Tograi walked out of the airport and sat down to call his wife. 
As he opened his phone, he began to cry. But he had no idea that this was only the beginning of the first chapter in the unraveling of his life. Tograi is not alone. Iranian dual nationals of Western countries, who in some cases were conscripted into the IRGC decades ago and who hold no links to it any longer, have been detained, interrogated, or denied entry from the US, Mexico, and the United Kingdom. I've spoken with over two dozen people about how their lives have been upended by this policy. Two years ago, the Trump administration designated the IRGC as a terrorist organization. Hello, U.S. President Donald Trump has designated Iran's Revolutionary Guards as a foreign terrorist organization. This is the first time Washington has formally labeled an arm of another country's military as a terrorist group. Today, the United States is continuing to build its maximum pressure campaign against the Iranian regime. I am announcing our intent to designate the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, including its Quds Force, as a foreign terrorist organization in accordance with Section 219 of the Immigration and Nationality Act. Years before that, many, like Tograi, disclosed their IRGC service when immigrating to the West. But they now find themselves under suspicion. Many of them believe they have been placed on a U.S. terrorism watch list. They put us on a list. Now I have problem apparently in every country if I want to go by airplane. Due to its secretive nature, it is not possible to know whether foreign citizens are on the U.S. government's terrorism watch list. But several experts I spoke with said that their experiences are consistent with being watchlisted. And past reporting from The Intercept also suggests that there are over 1.2 million people on U.S. government watch lists. We were approached by a group of uh, Iranian-Canadian men who came to us with really shocking stories of their experience um, at the border and while traveling, and also in terms of impacts on access to jobs and and work permits. That's Tim McSorley, the National Coordinator for the International Civil Liberties Monitoring Group, a civil rights organization based in Canada. I don't think anyone can can fully grasp the implications of being told that you're believed to be a member of a terrorist organization when you've never engaged in any act of of violence in your life, uh, let alone being charged with anything. It's, it's always shocking to hear these stories. Unfortunately, you know, it's not new um, over the last 20 years in the history of the, the war on terror and anti-terrorism legislation. We've heard these stories a lot from men of uh, either Muslim or, or Arab background. McSorley told me about how intelligence, especially with watch lists, is shared between countries. So in terms of watch lists, because they are so secretive, it's hard to know exactly which lists are being shared with whom. But what we do know is that these lists are shared between countries particularly uh, between Five Eyes countries, so Canada, United States, Australia, UK, and New Zealand. But also that the US and Canada have a very particular and very unique information sharing relationship where a lot of border information is uh, and watch list information is shared between the two countries. And so there's no doubt that if these individuals are being blocked from traveling to the United States, especially on, on allegations of being linked to a terrorist organization, that that's also being relayed back to uh, Canadian officials. In the Canadian case, if we look at no-fly lists, one of the issues that we have here is that the U.S. and Canada have separate no-fly lists, but because somewhere upwards of 80% of flights leaving Canada travel over United States airspace, the U.S. no-fly list gets applied to flights leaving Canada. 
and individuals who aren't on the Canadian no-fly list end up being denied boarding on flights because of their listing on the U.S. no-fly list, which Canada has no control over. There's also that particular geographic uh, relationship and the closeness of uh, the United States and, and Canada that has, uh, has an impact as well. Although exact numbers are hard to come by, there are around 125,000 to 150,000 enlisted members of the IRGC in Iran at any given time. Service for most conscripted members is relatively short, meaning there's a huge number of current and former IRGC members in Iran and around the world who may now be treated as potential terrorists by the U.S. government and its intelligence partners. There's no extra security being provided to the citizens and residents of Canada, the United States, or any other country by placing the entire IRGC on a terrorist watch list. Um, it's, it's a political move, and if anything, the proliferation of watch lists and of anti-terrorism laws that single out, uh, part, you know, particular nationalities, um, uh, or any laws that single out a particular population, you know, results in, in greater division. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In Iran, men need to fulfill their military duties before they can move forward with their lives. When you are in Iran, you know, a proportion of your civil rights depend are uh, like the requirement for gaining those type of uh, civil rights, like having a passport, being able to go out of the country, you know, doing even anything, any deeds on your name. You have to go to the through this mandatory service. That's Ali M, an Iranian-Canadian software engineer in his mid-40s who was banned from entering the U.S. last year. He asked us not to use his full name for fear of retaliation. You're become uh, eligible to go to do your service at 18 years old. But if you do your like uh, university and stuff, it gets pushed back. I was drafted to the IRGC and this conscription doesn't have, doesn't give you any choice at all. So uh, you are just going to be conscripted and you have to go and not going can have really severe penalties uh, that can lead to jail time. Ali left Iran with his family in 2010 for a better life. He became a Canadian citizen in 2014. 
And last year, he tried to take a trip with his family to California. Uh, you know, when I was passing the uh, custom border of the U.S. in the airport, the officer asked me, okay, did you do your military service? And so I told him, yeah, everybody in Iran has to do, a, you know, a military service. You can't have passport without military service. Like Tograi, he was taken to another room and interrogated by a customs agent. And uh, he told me, no, I don't, I'm not asking where did you do. I, I'm asking which organization did you do? And he used the names in Farsi, which was really like strange for me. He told me, did you do your mandatory military service in Sepah or did you do it in the Artesh? And that was the point that, you know, I start like being worried that, okay, something is not right here. Ali was told he was inadmissible to the U.S. Prior to this, traveling back and forth from Canada and the U.S. had been no problem. I've been traveled to U.S. prior to this maybe 100 times. So I've been traveling like to go to some restaurants on the other side of the border to get something uh, for to, to grab a bite and come back. I mean, that it, I was so like comfortable going back and forth. I, I had many plans in my life that, you know, they're all, all completely uh, useless right now. You know, I can't imagine, you know, myself what's going to happen in five or ten years. I don't have the peace of mind anymore. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, I had this feeling that the system and design in, in a way that, you know, it's fair. It's, uh, it's based on justice. But n- now I'm not sure anymore. So I... To be honest, you know, this peace of mind is gone. And, uh, you know, I, I can't really plan for future anymore. Problems faced by former conscripts may get worse. In Britain, its parliament recently debated the possibility of also designating the IRGC as a terrorist organization. Hawkish groups in Canada have also pushed for it there. And this doesn't just affect conscripted members, but their loved ones, too. It's been hard. It's been very hard for me because, I I mean, I don't understand it. That's Medis, whose Iranian husband was denied entry to the U.S. because of his past conscription to the IRGC. I am a teacher. I'm a ESL instructor. And I just don't understand because part of my job, and this is what I've been telling the senators, I've been telling them all that, For me, being an ESL instructor means that teaching English in the States requires me to educate and just represent American culture to the newcomers and all the immigrants. So I basically play a very important role in helping immigrants becoming successful later in their life. So like I basically teach them about the American dream and um, what a great country we have, which we do. But I don't understand, like, how can I tell my own students that I'm drawing this perfect picture while I cannot even live with my own husband after eight years of marriage, you know? Um, Will they even like, will my students even trust me? Will they, or even trust my principles with this such an irony that I have? Because it's been eight years of my marriage and five years I've been living separated. You basically fled your country. You basically escaped from a dictatorship and the quest of freedom. And this thing happens. This thing kind of like chased you. And now you are facing even more problems. That's Sam, a 38-year-old Canadian citizen. He asked us not to use his full name for fear of retaliation. 
He was conscripted to the IRGC years ago and was recently blocked from entering the US when he tried to drive across the border from Canada to see his girlfriend's family. I'm a decent person and I was a decent person in my community, in my country. I have three masters. I have an MBA, I have a software engineer, and I have a master in software and also networking. I don't even have a ticket. I don't even have a parking ticket. The IRGC has different service arms, including the externally oriented Quds Force and a domestic wing known as the Besiege, which has been accused of engaging in repression in Iran. While some former IRGC officers living in the West have been credibly accused of human rights abuses, the organization drafts hundreds of thousands of conscripts for all types of jobs. Failure to report for conscription is considered illegal, and without completing their mandatory service, Iranians cannot claim passports or sometimes even open bank accounts. You know, being a conscripted, a draftee, is not the same as being an official. That's Ali again. You're not there to be part of the organization. You're there just only to do, you know, do the handiworks. The political tension between the U.S. and Iran is now holding the lives of hundreds of thousands of people hostage. After a brief moment of hope following the signing of the Obama-era nuclear agreement, U.S.-Iran relations worsened under former President Trump. Crushing economic sanctions have immiserated millions of formerly middle-class Iranians. Meanwhile, Iranian and U.S. forces in the Middle East remain stuck in a cycle of attacks and targeted killings. The Trump administration's terrorist designation of the IRGC was seen as a further blow to ties between both countries that Obama had tried to cultivate. Now, ordinary Iranians are collateral damage. The Biden administration has also shown no sign of removing the listing of the IRGC or making accommodations for former conscripts of the group. The consequences from the designation have been brutal for people like Motograi. After losing permission to enter the U.S., he lost his job. The resulting financial pressure led to further strain on his nearly 30-year marriage. And uh, after several months, uh, my wife, or actually my ex-wife, she asked for divorce because, in quotation, I brought stress in, in, in house and after that I went out and I lived in Airbnb for several months so I lost my family too my daughter I cannot see her anymore I devoted my love to my daughter but I cannot see her anymore just every two weeks I can see her for a couple of hours so basically I lost my job money my, my family and everything one other piece of fact that they didn't know is I escaped from that country. I escaped from that country because IGRC, they arrested me in a demonstration that happened a few years before coming to Canada. They arrested me, they tortured me, and I was in a prison. And when I escaped, I applied to come to Canada. Tograi continues publishing books about wastewater management as he searches for consulting work in Canada. He spends time connecting with other former Iranian conscripts living in the West, passing information to local officials and civil liberties groups to try and spur some change in their situation. But for now, the future for Tograi, Ali, and many others is unclear.
That was Intercept reporter Mortaza Hussein. And that's it for this episode of Intercepted. Follow us on Twitter at Intercepted and on Instagram at Intercepted Podcast. Intercepted is a production of First Look Media and The Intercept. Jose Olivares is the lead producer. Supervising producer is Laura Flynn. Betsy Reed is the editor-in-chief of The Intercept. And Rick Kwan mixed our show. Our theme music, as always, was composed by DJ Spooky. If you'd like to support our work, go to theintercept.com backslash join. Your donation, no matter what the amount, makes a real difference. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Intercepted. And definitely do leave us a rating or review. It helps people find us. If you want to give us feedback, email podcasts at theintercept.com. Until next time, I'm Ali Gharib. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.